Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman and Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwan, writer on TV and Satellite Week, TV Times and What's on TV magazines. And today we're looking for the new releases for the week starting Friday the 19th of January 2024, including the Queen's Gambit star Thomas Brodie Sangster in Australia set Oliver Twist sequel The Artful Dodger on Disney Plus and some Irish comics trying to keep a straight face in Graham Norton's LOL Last One Laughing Ireland on Prime Video. Yes, we shall be, and we'll also be checking out dystopian inner-city drama The Kitchen on Netflix and Journeying to the Wilderness with Simon Reeve, courtesy of BBC iPlayer. But first, Ian, what is in the news? A new ten-part Texan western, Ransom Canyon, on Netflix will star Josh Duhamel as a ranch owner and Minka Kelly as a concert pianist, yes, who comes home to start a new life. We've all been there. And the brilliant Hannah Waddingham and Octavia Spencer will star in Prime Video's, as yet untitled, eight-part comic drama about a woman whose secret life as an assassin is revealed to be her best friend. It's a pretty impressive variety of genres, I would say, this week, Hannah. We're going to kick off on Netflix with a feature-length thriller arriving on Friday the 19th of January. It's called The Kitchen. And here is a clip. I'm getting out of this place. It's our home. I can see she gets real. Saving myself. So where do you live? Kitchen. It's really like what it says, like. Yeah. So we're both big fans of Top Boy. And Kane Robinson from that show is the lead in this thriller. It's created by Daniel Kaluuya, who is a star of Black Panther. So it's set in London in the near future, 2044. So I prefer it when these futuristic things are close enough to be recognisable, but they haven't gone banana. So London looks quite similar. Obviously, the skyline has changed. There are bits of tech that are, that are, that are a bit different, but, but most things are kind of recognisable. And it's a very interesting setup. So he plays Izzy, who lives in a housing estate that basically has kind of been condemned. All the people there are living there illegally, according to the authorities, who want to bulldoze it in order to make way for expensive uh, high-rise flat developments. Of course, it's the old, old story, isn't it? So he works in this place where if your loved one has died, you can sort of have their their remains can be used to nourish a tree. So it's quite a nice sort of humanistic idea of what to do after life. I won't give away too much, but essentially through his work, he, he comes across this young lad who's lost his mother and and. The mother knew Izzy, so they kind of form a bit of a connection. And this lad, although he gets to know 
is he a little bit he's also sort of in danger of falling in with this gang who operate on the estate but it's not the old sort of cliched look at a gang in that they're immediately getting into run drugs or something they're actually you know in some ways they do look after him a bit you you get a little look at their little sort of community life you've got ian wright the footballer yes and pundit he is playing a sort of pirate radio dj on the estate in much the same way in that samuel l jackson did in the spike lee movie do the right thing and is sort of providing that narrative in a way to the story so you've got this domestic story of this traumatized boy which way is he going to go and this potential mentor who arrives in his life and you've got the social story and they actually name check the Aylesbury estate which is near me in south london which was some people would call it socially cleansed but um yeah it was all knocked down for in, to make way for new builds and and a lot of the people moved out um, which seems to be the way of things. It's got some really great set pieces. There's a really good one in a roller disco um, and, and another one in a sort of remembrance chapel at the place where Izzy works. So I, it just feels like a really original, authentic, new voice, a great combination of, of social and domestic drama, some exciting set pieces. There's some great stuff where this young lad is on his bike with a load of other youths from the, from the estate and they're all kind of pulling wheelies and doing tricks. It, it, it's under an underpass. I, I really liked it. I, I was very impressed um, and I would recommend it. What did you think, Hannah? I thought it was really good too. I think that it's, um, you know, as you said, it's like a dystopian thriller, but actually it kind of touches on um, real things that are happening in the real world that we can all kind of engage with. And I think that sort of seems to be key into hooking people, I think, with a lot of things, whether it, you know, the work we do in, in, in print and in magazines, you're kind of always looking to kind of peak interest. And I think this does absolutely that. But also it isn't just that kind of, like you say, cliche story of, you know, will he take the right path or won't he? It's It goes much, much deeper than that. And I think that it's... um you know as we often say it's not one that you can kind of uh, cook the dinner with and watch i think you just need to sit down and really and really watch this because it's really good and as you say ian wright's cameo it made me laugh a bit actually it's quite funny but um it's not really a cameo it's a proper part really but um it is uh it's quite funny seeing faces like that in there but uh, but equally i think that it again it's another thing to pique people's interest i thought it was really good and we should give a shout out to Jediah Bannerman, who is a, a newcomer and he plays troubled teenager Benji and does a very good job. Over on Prime Video, also arriving on Friday the 19th of January, we have a new comedy series called LOL or LOL, Last One Laughing Ireland. <laughs> and here's a clip. Welcome to Last One Laughing Ireland. Ten of our finest comedians a very important mission. To make each other laugh whilst resisting the urge to laugh themselves. I love laughing. I don't know why I'm here. If you do, you're out of here. If you laugh now, I think your family get taken away. Jeez, not again. <laughs> All right. Well, I well Graham Norton. I must say, I'm a, I'm a fan of most of the stuff he does, and um, particularly his Friday night show. But this is hosted by and presented by Graham Norton, and um, 
it's really fun. I mean, all the time we talk about reality TV shows and I always think, God, how can you make something a bit different? And they kind of have done that here, really. So um, Graham Norton is obviously Irish. He's gone back to his roots. He, he you know, he really enjoyed working on his uh, sort of home turf, I think, uh, for the first time in many years. And um, this brings together 10 of Ireland's comedy stars, their top comedy stars, and they're put in this kind of house a bit like a big brother house I suppose where uh, they're being watched and they have to try and make each other laugh but they're not allowed to laugh and basically um and they are very very funny comedians it's really hard not to laugh and actually while I was watching it I was finding myself just sort of smiling and laughing without even thinking about it and your face tells a story before your brain even engages because it's just a natural thing to do it's just to to laugh or have a giggle and they're not allowed to uh, there's a number of different comedians in there, so there's 10. But there's um, Ashling B, Jason Byrne, Amy Huberman, uh, David McSavage. And they're trying to win a prize of €50,000 for their nominated charity, which is, a, which is a really nice thing to do, of course. Um, and yeah, they've, got, they've just got to try and make each other laugh. They do really stupid things. Um, they dress up, they sing, um, all sorts of silly things. And they're eliminated as they laugh. And the last one standing gets the winnings. Um, it's it's a bit different, but it, it I think it absolutely works. And even if they're not allowed to laugh, we are as viewers, which is a good thing. What do you think, Ian? Well, of course, Norton, I'm, I'm surprised to hear you're a fan of his, Hannah, uh, considering the stories you've told me. But that's for another day. Um, Norton, of course, <laughs> he started out as a stand-up comedian and was a very good comic actor as well, uh, especially in Father Ted. He was hilarious before he became the king of the chat show. And I started watching this. I guess you could describe it as sort of Big Brother meets Taskmaster in a way. <laughs> um, and as he was sort of introducing the, the, the concept, I thought, well, this is going to be, it sounds dreadful. It's going to be absolutely rubbish. But it wasn't. And of course, the first to arrive was Ashling B, who I absolutely love and I've got a massive crush on anyway. <laughs> and yeah, this collection of Irish comedians, some of whom I knew, some I didn't. Amy Huberman, of course. Well, her other half is the former Irish international rugby player, Brian O'Driscoll. But it does work. I really enjoyed episode one. There are six of them. So um, I take it all back, what I was muttering to myself during the first couple of minutes. I really enjoyed it. Over to BBC Two and BBC iPlayer now for a new wildlife series or travel series, I guess, as well, which arrives on Sunday on BBC Two. But you'll also be able to watch the whole thing as a box set on iPlayer, should you so desire. It's called Wilderness with Simon Reeve. And here's a clip. This is the absolute definition of a real wilderness. Oh my god. It looks like another planet. Silence. So Mr. Reeve, he's made quite a few travelogues now. He's got a very interesting backstory because I started reading his... I went to interview him and before I did, I thought I better, I better read his uh, memoir and listen to his Desert Island Discs. And he had a very interesting backstory because he, he had quite a troubled childhood, dropped out of school with one GCSE, 
got a job in the post room of the Times newspaper. Then he ended up kind of helping journalists out on, you know, with a bit of research, wrote a book about Al-Qaeda before 9-11 happened and um, started making documentaries about kind of trouble spots in the world. And now he's become a really established figure on, on the TV for making these amazing travel series. In this one, as the title suggests, he's going to wildernesses. Um, and the first one is the Congo in Africa, which is home to the world's second largest rainforest. And he meets this indigenous tribe there called the Baka, who are very interesting. And he goes in search of the bonobo ape, which is one of our closest relatives and he gets up close to one and is sort of whispering saying they're they're so like us and you think wow this is just like that classic Attenborough moment with the mountain gorillas uh, I think from the 70s I think and I sort of feel that Reeve he could inherit Attenborough's mantle in some ways if he wanted to go that way I mean, he's he, his programs are all as much about the people that he meets as they are about the landscape and they are about the wildlife. But what I like about Simon Reeve is, despite his, or perhaps because of his really difficult start in life, he's incredibly warm and friendly and gentle and engaging, which isn't a very cool thing to be, but he is. He's just a really sweet-natured, friendly, non-threatening guy, and I think a terrific guide and travel companion on this series and I you know I I hope he 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 long continues to bring us these these wonderful shows um so yeah absolutely loved it loved meeting him what do you think Hannah I completely agree with you and you know what isn't it great that there is somebody else that you know Sir David Attenborough has big shoes to fill clearly um because he's just absolutely brilliant but it, it would be a travesty if there wasn't sort of more people like him that can engage other people um, and be as passionate as he is. And I think you're right. I think we've we've got that in Simon Reeve. And he sort of seems to have the whole package, doesn't he? He is really calm in nature. Um, and the voice kind of works. It's just so soft and so tender. And you're talking about the um, this endangered species, these this group of apes. I mean, it's just... He, okay, he's, be, he's, he's probably being paid to do it and it's a camera crew and all the rest of it. But his determination, you can really absolutely feel it. And I think that, um, I mean, I love nature programmes as well. But, you know, um, when I was reading up about this, it's, you know, it's, it's about areas where nature still has the upper hand. We don't, we don't live in areas where nature has the upper hand. You know, the human race has the upper hand, if you like, in terms of, you know, building on natural habitats, etc., etc. And it really brings um and engages you i suppose to realizing what's going on and actually at times it's incredibly sad but i agree with you i think simon reed's brilliant good stuff and it's a four-parter i forgot to mention and he will also be going to patagonia in south america the coral triangle in the pacific ocean and the kalahari in southern africa well let's finish with something different again hannah on disney plus we have, now this arrived on Wednesday the 17th of January, period drama The Artful Dodger, and here is a clip. You must be the doctor everyone speaks so fondly of. I was not born into a life of wealth. 
I don't have the luxury of being able to cause trouble and get away with it. Hello, Dodge. What the hell are you doing here, Fagan? Do they hang escaped convicts here? Yes, I have a slightly vested interest in this because my daughter was in Oliver. Um, I probably spoke about it on this binge watch last year. I was very proud, Mum. Um, and the Artful Dodger, of course, plays a big part in Oliver. So I feel like I had the, I kind of understand very recently the premise of Oliver and you know all its nuances. And this is um, comes after that. So this is the Artful Dodger kind of reimagined, I suppose, and. Um, it's in, it's a it's re, it's really interesting actually. I kind of I don't don't know where to start with this one because essentially, obviously, the Artful Dodger was part of Fagan's um, gang and was seen by Fagan, who was a, a pickpocket. He was the ran that sort of uh, group of lads that were, were pickpockets, but he was of course. Um, arrested and taken to prison and the artful dodger as we know in oliver had all the promises of being another great pickpocket um but this is set in the 1850s it's about 15 years after um oliver the charles dickens novel and he he's escaped prison so the artful dodger is played by thomas Brodie sangster who i absolutely love and I have to say, it kind of shocks me that he had this part in. It's quite an unusual part, I think, because he's always sort of, so, sort of clean cut. But of course, you'll understand why, because he's escaped um, prison because he was arrested for, for theft, as we all know, and is now a surgeon. Because, of course, if you're good with your fingers, you're going to be good as a surgeon, aren't you? Um, and he's in Australia uh, doing exactly that. And it tells the story. It's It's strange, because although it's only set 15 years later... I feel that this has a real modern edge to it and I'm not sure that I found that quite difficult to reconcile because um, there are times, there are there are parts of the language that they're using that I don't feel is set quite where it needed to be. So kind of that jarred a little bit for me. Um, and also, as I say, um, Thomas is kind of well known for his parts in Love Actually, okay, years ago and, and, and Game of Thrones more recently. But I don't know, this felt very, really quite different for him um we get to see fagan again we get to see you know will he be derailed will he go back to pickpocketing he needs to make money quickly um there's it's very dramatic there's lots going on it's really exciting um and i actually think it it i i actually really did enjoy it as i say i i just found a few parts of it quite difficult to um to reconcile but actually um as as a to, to watch and to view, I, I think it's, it's really quite clever and I really did enjoy it. How about you, Ian? I did enjoy it. I didn't watch Dodger, which was also on Disney+, and that starred Christopher Eccleston as Fagin, whereas this time around, to my great delight, you have the wonderful David Thewlis playing Fagin and doing that David Thewlis thing that he does so well. Uh, he is hilarious. Brody Sangster, I'm impressed by him, I must say. Uh, he's got, I think he's got a little of the sort of young Leonardo DiCaprio energy mm -hmm. about him. Anyway, yeah, it's very different because, yeah, set in Australia, he's he was in prison and then he, he managed to get out of prison, sailed to Australia, trained as a, a sort of ship's doctor. Now he's working as a surgeon 
in Australia. And, of course, it made me think of where the operating theatre, where that phrase comes from, because every time he does an operation, it's one of those old Victorian-type uh, operating rooms where pe people can come and watch, you know, members of the public can come and watch the, the operation. So... Yeah, it's a bit different. I think I spotted Tim Minchin in there as well as a guy to whom uh, the Dodger, Jack Dawkins, uh, owes money because he's, although he's sort of become respectable by becoming a doctor, he's still uh, in trouble. He's been gambling and if he doesn't pay back this money, one of his hands is going to be chopped off. So it's got lots of interesting elements. It's it's obviously got the, 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 the um, convicts being sent to Australia and that sort of and a governor, British governor, that sort of environment. It's got the the surgery element, so it's at the point where people are talking about using ether as an anaesthetic because previously there was no anaesthetic for operations. Imagine that. You've got Fagin turns up. The Dodger thought Fagin was dead, but Fagin, played by David Thewlis, turns up and, of course, could blow Dodger's whole cover story about who he is so dodger takes him in as his servant and with hilarious consequences so yeah i really really liked it and, and as i especially enjoyed seeing david thewlis having a, a whale of a time as fagin well we've got to that time hannah where we find out what the heck You've been binging on this week. Well, um, I finished off Mr. Bates versus the post office, which we discussed last week. Um, and also, I'm slightly hooked on the traitors. <laughs> I absolutely have enjoyed that. Well, and you mentioned that because we're hoping, aren't we, Hannah, to do a special binge watch podcast with one of the traitors from season one. Yes, so watch, watch, watch or listen to this space. Uh, well, for myself, although I didn't really get to grips with Fool Me Once... I did watch on Netflix The Stranger, which was another series by based on a Harlan Coben book, which was shown a while back, and, and again starring Richard Armitage. Also got Jennifer Saunders in it, and uh, yeah, some other big names. And that is very, very good. Uh, super binge-worthy. Oh, I also watched Dune, the sci-fi remake on Netflix, and I've got to say... That is superb. And, of course, the, the, the follow-up to that will be released in cinemas mm. this year. Anyway, we've just got time to look ahead to next week's offering. So what will we be talking about, Hannah? Well, Elvis star Austin Butler takes to the skies in Apple TV's very big budget, as always, US Air Force drama Masters of the Air. I hate you, Butler. That's a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a throwback there. Not many people will remember that. And James McArdle and Eamon Elliott star in the 1990s set backstory to the hit gangster film Sexy Beast on Paramount Plus. So that sounds good, actually. <laughs> we look forward to those and much, much more. But in the meantime... <laughs> 